0: Verse 29. Let me say it again. Acts 16. And verse 29. Just a very quick review and then we're going to jump into the word. Let me just frame this um, so we remember that we are still in the series, the Good Shepherd. And then we are within the the Good Shepherd. we're, We're talking about the word of God and how. The Good Shepherd gives the Word of God to the people of God. Uh, Not opinions, not suggestions, not theories, uh, not recommendations, but the Word of God. Uh, Because it's already been, the word has been established in heaven and it's not going to change. That's why the Good Shepherd gives to gives the word of God. Make a note of this too. Um, As we are picking up the narrative at, at Acts 16 and 29, the jailer finds himself Uh, in a life or death situation. Um, We might not see it like that for us now, but we are in a life or death situation because tomorrow's not promised. Even in the midst of the pandemic, I mean, it's, 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 it's reminded how fragile and delicate and blessed that life is, that we could be here today and gone tomorrow. But sometimes we go about our daily affairs when we think that we're in control, but we know we're just one car accident away, one doctor's visit away for our life changing. Uh, forever. So the jailer finds himself in a life or death situation. We right now, whether we realize it or not, everyone is in a life or death situation because tomorrow isn't promised. So here's the jailer. um, He asked himself, he asked the, the most important question in life. One of the most, if not the most important question in life. He asked He asked Paul and Silas, and it's a question we need to ask ourselves. And we pick that up in in verse twenty nine. Then he called for a light and he ran in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. Notice the humility before salvation. There has to be humility. Humility leads to salvation. You have to get to the end of yourself and then you're able to see I need some help from God. You have to get to the end of yourself before you realize that you need some help. So so as you're praying for people to get saved, pray that they get to the end of themselves, that God will push them to the end of their self. Even in success, you can get to the end of yourself because you get so high. You reach and you say, what's next? Is this all it is? I thought I would feel different. No, it's not because it's not an end all be all. God is. And so you get to the end of yourself. And then you realize you need help and the jailers in that situation. He, so notice the humility leads to salvation. So pray if you're praying for someone to be saved, pray for humility. God would get them to the end of themselves and they would be humble enough to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? The most important question the jailer asks and the most important question we can ask ourselves. He called for light, sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, this is the question right here. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be rescued? What must I do to get out of this, to, to stop treading water in a sewer? This sewer called life that we think means so much. What must I do to get out of treading water in a sewer? What must I do to get out of trying to get clean and dirty bathwater? Because it just doesn't happen. And it's not happening. So he said, What can I do to get out of this situation? Verse 31, they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus resurrected for our sins. He said, what can I do to be rescued? Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you should be saved. You should be rescued and your entire house. Verse 32, and they spoke unto him the word of the Lord. Underline that if you haven't already. Put a star by it. They spoke unto him the word of the Lord. Why did they speak unto him the word? I'm going to tell you in just a minute. They spoke unto him the word of the Lord and everyone that was in his house. Talk about the power of the word of God. And so that's why the power, the, the, the word of God is what transforms our life. When we internalize the word of God, it transforms our life. Go ahead and push the share button, Facebook Uh, Family, Let's dig deeper uh, into the word of God. Let's get there. Psalms 119 and 160. So why did they speak unto him the word of the Lord? Because that's what changes things. That's what transforms lives, lives, not opinions, not conspiracy theories, not suggestions, not recommendations, but the word of God. And why? Look at Psalms 119, 160. It says, God, your word is true from the beginning. Let's stop right there. So when you break it down in the Hebrew, it says the word of God. Is guaranteed and from the beginning, that means that's not talking about the beginning of time, that's talking about God, who is the beginning. Make a note in in Revelation one and eight. God is the beginning and the ending. So when we paraphrase that, we translate it, it says your word is guaranteed. The word is guaranteed by God himself. That's why they spoke the word of God to the jailer, because they knew the word of God is guaranteed by God himself. Jesus said, if you destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. They crucified him. Three days he rose up. Why? Because the word of God is guaranteed. It's guaranteed. It doesn't change. Heaven and earth will pass away. But God's word will remain forever, it will never fade away. Many have come and gone and you had skeptics and doubters. They're dead and in their grave, but look at the word of God still going forth, strong and powerful as ever, why? Because it's guaranteed by God himself. Make a note of that. God's word has given us a a, a life back guarantee. When you purchase something in, in in the store, they give you a money back guarantee and that's okay. But God's word gives us a life back guarantee. We get our life back. We get abundant life. We get eternal life back. Why? Because we lost it when Adam and Eve committed the sin in the Garden of Eden. We lost. We lost connection. We lost contact with God. We lost our life because God told them, and the word is guaranteed. If you eat the fruit, you shall surely die. You will be separated from God. So then through Jesus Christ, we have a life back guarantee by God. It's exciting news this morning. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins and reconnect us back to God. And that if we put our trust in the redeeming work of Jesus Christ on the cross and the subsequent resurrection from the dead, we're guaranteed by God to be rescued, to be saved and have eternal life in paradise with God and Christ. That's good news is, is guaranteed by God. Look what it says. Look at the second part of that. It says the word of God is guaranteed by God. And every one of his righteous judgments endure forever. Every one of God's decisions are everlasting. It's not going to change. So we got a guarantee from God that's not going to change. And that's the word of God. And that's why they gave him the word of God there's no expiration date somebody say amen there's no expiration date on the word of god it is guaranteed and it will last forever that is good news in in today's society in the midst of everything that's going on all the uncertainty the ups and downs and we we're looking at, at at society and the culture and it's changing and it's it's flip-flopping and then god says pause your life right now get into the word of god because it's guaranteed and by the way it's never gonna change. It's guaranteed not to change. In the midst of a world that's changing and flip-flopping daily, thank God that we can stand on this word right here that's not gonna change. I'm not a politician, I'm not an activist, I'm a pastor. I'm giving you the word of God, and it's going to get better. As we break this word down this morning, Family, I want you to make a commitment to get into the word of God. We talked about the Proverbs every day. If you read Proverbs three yesterday, it will transform your life. If you read Proverbs four today, the wisdom of God, it will transform your life. That's why you get into the word. And it gives you the 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 Proverbs give you the practical application of how to live, how to give, how to forgive, how to beg God for his wisdom. So you know how to conduct your life each and every day, when to speak, when not to speak, what to say, how to say it. It's all written in God's word. And look, it gets better. Look at um, verse 161. David says princes, and, 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 and when you look at prince, it talks about leaders. It talks about leaders have chased me for no reason. Uh, he's, he said, I've, I've had situations where, where people are coming after me, but my heart stands in awe of your word. It comes back to the heart. He's, this is what David is saying. I've had situations that, are, that fell apart. I had stuff crumble before my eyes, but I elevated your word, my you, Your word in my heart elevated me above that situation. That's the beauty of having God's word in your heart. You can see things crumble and things fall apart and and people persecuting you and people saying things about you and making fun of you. But then we stand in awe. We stand in amazement of God's word. God's word is elevated above everything that we're going through. God, I love your, your word more than people making fun of me and trying to make me feel ashamed because I make a stand and take a stand for Jesus Christ and his word in a fallen, dying world. I'm going to stand on the word and not be influenced by the culture and the world. And David said all that people are, are, are leadership and, and, and bosses and captains. It, it literally says captains and chiefs uh, and leaders have pursued and chased him for no reason without a cause, but his heart, everything that he is. We talked about the heart. Everything that we are needs to stand in awe of the word of God. In the midst of every each and every situation, from the lowest to the highest situation, my heart runs back to the word of God and I stand in awe of it because it's guaranteed and it's not going to change. The word of God is the is the answer and the solution for each and every situation. It's in the word of God. But if we don't read it, we won't know. Look, it even gets better. Look what he says. Verse 162. He says, I rejoice. He says, I display joy. Oh, my gosh. Look what the word has done for him because he stands in awe of it. It's in his heart. It's guaranteed. It doesn't change. Verse 162. I rejoice at your word as one that finds great treasure. David is saying God's word is great treasure. Many searching in life. Hear me now. Many are searching in life. And David says, I found the great treasure. I found the buried treasure family. There's people who are searching. When you go to work tomorrow, when you talk to family tomorrow, it's going to be a lot of noise. Going to be talking about this, that, the other. And you can pause and say, I know it's a lot going on in the world today, but I found the buried treasure. I found what everyone is looking for, the the secrets of life. Uh, It's it's the the treasure of life and it's the word of God. Why do you think in the midst of the spiritual warfare, the last thing the enemy wants you to do is take time and get into the word of God? Because it's the buried treasure is what everyone has been looking for. David said, I display joy. So make a note. That's what it means to rejoice. He displays joy. He's a cheerleader for the word of God. David says, I will look, let's finish reading the verse 162. I rejoice at your word as one that finds great spoil, great treasure. Rejoice means to cheer. I'm cheering because of your word. I'm a cheerleader for your word. I'm displaying joy. Make a note. Joy. Maybe you don't have the joy of the Lord as your strength because you haven't been getting into the word. You don't understand the promise of the word. You don't understand that the word is guaranteed. You don't understand that it's not going to change. Your situation is going to change. Your circumstance is going to change. Your health is going to change. Your mind is going to change, but the word is not going to change. That's why I can take great joy and display joy and be a cheerleader for the word of God and tell you get into the word of God because everything else is going to change, But the word isn't going to change. We can be secure. We're safe and we're protected because the word of God doesn't change. It's a beautiful thing this morning, family. David says, "I, I display joy because of your word. Your word gives me great joy. I don't know if that's your testimony this morning, but it needs to be. Get into the word of God. And, and if you're saying, Pastor, I just don't know where to start in, with the word and how to get it so I can have the joy of the of the Lord and the joy of the word and the joy of knowing the word. Send me an email at life at southbayalc.com. I will give you some scriptures that you can meditate on, you can study and will bring you the joy of the Lord. It will get into your spirit just like the word. Is, and it's a guarantee that it will because it's the word of God, regardless of where you are. David says, I, your word makes me cheerful. <laughs> David is saying, I'll be a cheerleader for your word. Your word is the cure for my depression. When I'm feeling down, I will display joy because the guarantees of your word. Sometimes the world beats us up so much. We just think it's it's not going to end. It's it's over. There's no way out of this. But the guarantee of the word. Says you will be cheerful. You get into this word. Why? Because God isn't going to change. He said, it. reading your word is like discovering great and abundant treasure. God's word, God's word is a treasure map to God's abundant treasure. So we read the word, everyone looking everywhere else, but it's right here in the word. It's the map. It's the blueprint. It's the light. It's the lamp. It's everything that we need. It's right here in the word of God. And here we are in the midst of an uncertainty pandemic, election year, sickness, death, dying, racism, sexism, every kind of other ism. And God is saying, get into the word because that stuff is going to change and flip flop. My word is guaranteed not to change. And it's guaranteed by the beginning which is God who is the beginning and the ending, the first, the last, the alpha, the omega. God says, I'm guaranteeing you that this word is true and it's not going to change. It is here forever. So when you find yourself sliding off the rails and your your mind is sliding off the rails, get into the word of God. Remember Philippians 4.8 even told us what to think about those things that are true and just and honest and pure and lovely and virtuous. Those things that are of a good report, those things that are praiseworthy, that you can take uh, joy in sharing because that's what you should be thinking on. That's Philippians 4.8. Make a note of it because our minds will go Places they don't need to go and start thinking about things they shouldn't think about. David even speaks on that. Let's keep going in the word. Um, he speaks on it in verse 163. Look at that. He says, I hate uh, and abhor lying. And, that's, and then when you translate it, it's the lies of the enemy. So in the midst of look at it, look, look what he's saying in verse 162. He said, I'm rejoicing in God's word. I found the hidden treasure. And then in 163, he says, but the enemy tries to lie to me. And tell me things and tell me that it's not true and tell me that I'm not going to make it and it's not going to work out. And, and your family doesn't love you and, and he doesn't love you and she doesn't love you. And your, your job's not going to work out. Your business isn't going to work out. Your ministry's not going to work out. Your health is going to fail. You're going to lose your mind. David said, I hate the enemy for telling me those lies. And family, you and I can't stop the enemy for, from telling the lies. That's why we have to be solid in the word, because look what he says next. He says, I hate the enemy enemy for telling me those lies, but I love, God, I love your word. (laughs) The enemy's trying to lie to me, but I love the guarantee of your word that it's not gonna change. And remember, when we break the word down, it's it's, it's, it's the prescription, it's the script, uh, it's the formula, it's the prescribed limit, portion, boundary, task, blueprint, mixture, method, direction the purpose and and plan and the set time that guides our life there's a set plan that god has for your life and it's in the word of god and it's the buried treasure and it's guaranteed and the enemy tries to lie to you and tell you you're never gonna make it but david said god i love the guarantee of your word so i i wrote it down what does it say um as opposed to um here, here's the revelation. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy. Stop listening to the lies of Satan and fall in love with the word of God. Let me say that again. Family, this is what David is saying. He said in verse one, six, three. I hate the lies of the enemy because he's always lying, always telling me something, trying to remind me of my past, trying to trying to tempt me in my future, in my present and then trying to tell me I don't have a future. Let me say it again, the enemy's always trying to say, well, remember what you were and what you did. Even if it was yesterday, it's, it's forgotten. God's cast it in the sea of forgetfulness when we ask God to forgive us. So he's trying to remind me about what happened yesterday and in the past. And then the present, he's trying to tempt me, take me places I don't need to go, mentally, physically, spiritually. And then he's trying to tell me I, I don't have a future. That's his job. He's a liar from the beginning. Read uh, John 8. Uh, and, And Jesus says he's the father of lies. He was a liar from the beginning. That's all he does. And that's why David says, I hate the lies of the enemy, but I've fallen in love with your word. So here's a revelation. Look at the word so powerful. That's why they gave him the word of the Lord. Stop listening to the lies of Satan and what he's trying to tell you about yourself. Stop listening to that. And fall in love with God's word. Stop listening. What he's trying to tell you about your kids and your grandkids and your spouse uh, and, and your parents and your siblings. Stop listening to that and fall in love with God's word and start praying. Start fasting. Start standing on God's word. Why? Because it's guaranteed by God. It's the only thing that's guaranteed by God. David had the same struggles that we had. He, he wrote it down in the Psalms. He's singing this. He's it's poetry. He's writing this and he's singing it so we can have a, a blueprint as well of how to live our life. Jesus Christ is the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. That's John 1, 1. And then John 1, 1 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life is. The life is through Jesus Christ. The enemy is trying to lie to you and tell you there's another way. The treasure, the map is right here. Fall in love with the word of God. Fall in love with Jesus Christ. That's what David is saying. It gets better. Look at verse um, 164. David says, because I've fallen in love with Jesus Christ and I've fallen in love with God, I've fallen in love with the word of God. I will praise seven times a day. (laughs) How does he put a number on it? Seven times a day. Come on, family. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of the righteous judgments. Seven times a day. He says, I'm praising God. Seven times a day. Falling in love and I'm praising God. Make a note. Praise means to celebrate to congratulate, to rave, to commend, to recommend, to marry, to boast, all about God. He says seven times a day, I'm celebrating God. Why I'm celebrating God? I wake, first when I wake up, I'm celebrating God because I didn't have to wake up. So the first one, I'm, oh Lord, I'm awake. Thank you, Lord. And then I have activity of my limbs. My, my, my mind seems to be clear even when it wakes up a little foggy, takes a little while, but it comes back and it's clear. You, God, that's number one. You wake up and you praise God. What it does, it gives you an attitude of gratitude. If you're praising God seven times a day, you don't have time to talk about people, complain about stuff. Dave, David is saying, get your mind right. Get your mind off the other things and, and, and start praising God because of his guarantee. Then he con- then means to congratulate. You congratulate God because he's the first and the last. He's the alpha and the omega. He resurrected on the third day. All power is in Christ's hand. He sits on the right hand of the father. He says, congratulate. He walks around. He celebrates God for life. He congratulates God for being the king of kings and the Lord of lords for creating all this. Take a look outside your house, especially in Southern California. Just go out and congratulate God. Wow, this is a masterpiece. Look what you made seven times a day. Make a note. Number of seven is the number of completion. So what is David's? I have complete praise with God every day. I have complete praise with God every day, seven times a day. I'm raving about God. Somebody asked me, why? How can you smile? Don't you hear what's going on in society? What are you? What are you doing? What about this and that? You know what? I have complete praise. I'm raving. Let me let me tell you about my God. I'm getting ready to rave about my God. I'm getting ready to boast about my God. That's praising God. Let me tell you why I'm cheerful. Let me tell you Why? Why? Why I can display joy. Because God's word is guaranteed by God and it's not going to change whether you believe it or not, whether somebody believes it or not, it doesn't matter because at some point they're going to be dead and in their grave. And this word of God is still going to be more powerful than it ever was because it's guaranteed and it's not going to change. That's why. That's a part of your praise. You're raving about God. You're commending. You're recommending. I recommend that you get into the word of God. I recommend that you search inside yourself and ask God to reveal himself to you. And he will. If you have the courage to seek God, he will be found. That's praising God seven times a day. David praises God because God's word is guaranteed. Seven, the number of completion. David is saying, I have complete praise with God every day. Mm. I will praise God for making my life complete. I will praise God for making my life whole. I will praise God for forgiving me. I will praise God for allowing me to be reconnected to God through Jesus Christ. Make a note. This is being grateful and thankful And as a believer, as a believer of God, (laughs) we have to make it a practice of being grateful and thankful. That's what David is saying. Especially we found the treasure, the great treasure, the abundant treasure in God's word, which is God's word, which is Jesus Christ. So why are you walking around ungrateful and unthankful and complaining? Why? When we have the great treasure and you understand that it's guaranteed. Praise God seven times a day. Oh, my gosh, it keeps getting better. Look at 165. This is why they gave him the word of the Lord. Great peace. Mm. Oh, my gosh, this is just. We have we have praise. We have gratefulness. We have joy. Look at the fruit of the spirit that come uh, that come from the word of God. Right. As we get into the word of God, we, we've had joy. Uh, we have love. We have praise. We have gratefulness. We have thankfulness. And then in 165, it says not only do we have peace, but we have great peace and abundance of peace. Why? Because we found the treasure right here. The treasures in here. If you if you don't have the joy of the Lord or the peace of God, then it's because you you're focusing on the wrong thing. And you're listening to the lies of the enemy when you should be falling in love with God. Come on, family, let's not overcomplicate this. That's why we get into the word. That's why we stay in the word. And in the midst of this covid time, you have a few extra minutes in the morning because uh, because uh, there are still a lot of us that are still at home. Get into the word five minutes, 10 minutes. It will change. It will transform your life. It will, but you gotta trust God with that. You gotta humble yourself, you gotta trust God. And yes, it's a sacrifice. We, we sacrifice our time and go to work, why? Because it's worth it. Because we get a, a, a paycheck, we get a salary warrant, we get some, some compensation so we can pay our bills so the sacrifice is worth it. This is the treasure of God. This is the hidden treasure that's guaranteed. Your job is not guaranteed, the word of God is guaranteed. Our life isn't even guaranteed, the word of God is guaranteed. So you can't make you can make a sacrifice for everything else, but you can't make the sacrifice for the word of God, which is the only guarantee that we have. And it's guaranteed by God himself. We got to reevaluate some things. We've got to reprioritize some things. Family. Look at this. 165. Great peace have they not just David. He's 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 not saying my this time. Remember, he's made it personal. But right now he's saying it's open to all to open to all of us. Verse 165. Great peace have they which love the Lord. Oh, my God. The peace that comes with falling in love with God and God's word and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. It's all one and the same. It's the Trinity. The peace that comes with falling in love with God's word. Oh, that, oh I, almost, I wrote some notes on this. Uh, it says, uh, oh, 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 push the share button really quick because your family, friends need to hear this. Those that are in love with God, with God's word, not only have peace, have great peace, abundant peace. What does peace mean? Rest, security, tranquility, friendship and contentment. Let me say it again. When you fall in love with God's word, you're able to rest. If you're not sleeping at night, you need to fall in love with God. You're worried about stuff that you can't change. That's not even guaranteed. And you can't sleep. That's why when you fall in love with God's word, which is guaranteed, get your rest and don't worry about it. Trust God. Leave the details to God. Trust God 100 percent with each and every part of your life and your heart and your mind and your soul and your spirit. When you fall in love with God's word, you can rest. You have security, protection from danger, seen and unseen, tranquility. You have friendship. We're not an enemy to God anymore because through through Jesus Christ, we've been reconnected. We've been forgiven. We have friendship with God. That's the peace of God. And then it says we have contentment. Yeah, we're still striving for things, but if that comes, that's okay. because I'm really content in God because I know the only thing that I can take to heaven with me is other people. This other stuff is going to come and go. But because of God, I have the peace because I've fallen in love with God's word. And with God, I have the peace that passes all understanding and I can be content right where I am. If God moves me forward, that's okay. I'll take it. God, you know, I will. And I'll use it for your glory. But I'm cool where I am, God. Because right where I am is right where you want me to be. And let me do your will right where I am. Some of you are trying to get somewhere, trying to do God's will. God says, do the will right where you are. Live for me right where you are. Embrace the plan and the purpose and the script and the prescription that I have for your life right where you are. Be content right where you are. Stop trying to get somewhere. Embrace the journey of God. Embrace the peace of God. Display the joy of God. The love of God, because it's guaranteed by God. Okay, here we go. It says peace through God's word. Thank you, Lord. It says, oh, boy, deep but not complicated. Make a note. If you aren't living in peace with the prince of peace, we know that Jesus Christ is a prince of peace. Okay, here we go. If you aren't living in peace with the prince of peace, how can you expect to rest in peace when you transition? See, this is see, that's why, this is what David said. That's why I hate the lies of the enemy and I love the word of God. Because people pass away, they tell them to rest in peace. But if you're not living with the Prince of Peace, and we know that true peace comes from Jesus Christ and being rescued and saved by Jesus Christ, you're not resting in peace. And that's the word of God, that's the guarantee of God. That's not, that's not me, that's the word of God. That's why I hate the lies of the enemy trying to make People think that you can live raggedy. You can do whatever you want to do. You can never connect to God and then you die and you're going to rest in peace. That's not true. We have to stop living by cliches and and, and scriptures taken out of context. And we got to live according to the guarantees of the word of God. And, and peace with God is one of them that comes through the word, which comes through Jesus Christ and our salvation. What must I do to be rescued? Trust in Jesus Christ and you should be rescued. You are in your house. You have the peace of God. You have the, the joy of God. You have the love of God. You have the contentment of God. You have the rest of God. Through Jesus Christ and through the word. Remember, I'm not a politician. I'm not an activist. I'm a pastor. I got to give you the word of God. You're going to hear all the noise and all the conspiracy theories from everyone else. I have to give you the word of God. You got to come to the pastor. You got to come to someone who's teaching the word as you're studying the word. And all I'm doing is confirming what God is teaching you through the word. And you should be researching it. After we finish today, you should go through these scriptures yourself to say, is that truly what God's word is saying? In the book of Acts, it talks about the Bereans and that's what they did. They searched the scriptures as Paul was preaching. They searched the scriptures to see if he was accurate. That's what we do. We search the scriptures. That's part of it, too. That's where the peace comes from. And God confirms his word as you're reading the word. The peace comes from God. Oh, look at the look at the rest of that scripture in one sixty five. Great peace have they which love the law and nothing shall offend them. Those that love God's word will have great peace. And they will not let anything, they will not allow anything to disrupt. That's what it means to offend them. I will not allow anything to disrupt the great peace I have with God. (laughs) <laughs> when you fall in love with God, you get that contentment. You get that peace. You you don't, you don't allow anything. I'm not going to allow anything to disrupt that. I'm not saying you don't have struggles. You don't have ups and downs. You do. But you run right back to God and say, whoa, what does the word say? Jesus said, cast your cares upon God because he cares for you. Some of you have been carrying stuff that's too heavy for you for years. You're still carrying stuff as opposed. You're carrying stuff and you're carrying people that you should have cast upon God. What does it mean? You pray for them. You let God work out the details. You and I aren't the Holy Spirit. We pray to the Holy Spirit. Stop trying to change people. Stop trying to fix people. Cast those those cares upon God because he cares for you. And don't let anything disrupt the peace of God that you have with God. Stop holding on the stuff that you should have let go years ago. I'm not saying you let the people go. There comes a time when you stop preaching and you do more praying and you do more fasting and you stand on the word of God and you stand on the peace of God and you're content and you're able to rest. Why? Because you've fallen in love with God's word and it's guaranteed. And you and I know if we've ever tried to change or fix someone, it doesn't happen. You know what? I have my hands full just trying to fix and change and take care of myself. And I got to give my heart and my life to God so that I can have the peace with God. And I'm praying for others that they can partake in the same peace that I have. Just like David is saying, the word of God says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's open to everyone. And we'll find out in a few more verses. They just have to make the choice to follow God. It is a choice. Oh, I love God's word. Look at verse 166 here. Now we have hope. Write it down. We have peace. We have hope. We have we have joy. We have love. Verse 166, Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation. Lord, I I have hoped that you would rescue me. I have hope for Yahshua. Isn't that something? That's the word in salvation in the Hebrew is Yahshua, Joshua, Yahshua, uh, Yahweh, God. God, I hope I was hoping I was waiting and expecting. That's what the word hope means right there. Waiting and expecting Yahshua, God, to rescue me. Oh, Lord, I love you this morning. And while I was waiting, I was practicing your commandments, I've done your commandments. So while we're waiting on God to move, make a note of this, here's another revelation. As we're waiting and expecting God because we're trusting God, don't just wait. Some people wait and don't even expect God to do anything. You're so negative that when you're waiting on God, you don't even believe that God can do it. And that's why you're still worried and you can't rest, you don't have peace, because you don't believe in the guarantees of God. David is saying, while I was waiting, I was expecting God to move, And I lived an obedient life. I've done your commandments. I'm living according to the purpose and plan that you have for my life. Make a note of that. That is important. While we're waiting for God to move, while we're expecting things to happen, live an obedient life. And that's the hope. I Hope means to wait and expect, not just to wait and twiddle your thumbs, wait and complain, wait and cry, wait and keep saying, are we there yet? Has it happened yet? Are we there yet? Wait, expect, and live an obedient life to God. That's what David is saying right here. Lord, I have hope for your salvation. And in the meantime, as I'm expecting, I've done your commandments. Verse one sixty. Seven, my soul, the, the inner part of me have kept. I've I kept guard of the, the testimonies and the witness. And I love your word and your testimonies exceedingly. I love them exceedingly, Lord. The, the, the inner part of me, Lord, has loved what you've done for me. When you get into the testimonies, Hey, you got to love your testimony where God has brought you from. It's a witness. I love it because right where God has me is, is right where he wants me to be. And I love God for the testimony. I'm exceedingly grateful, Lord, for what you've done for me in my life. That's what he's saying. God, I could be anywhere else. I could still be all strung out in darkness. But I'm exceedingly grateful, Lord. I love what you've done for me. Oh, I'm not quite where I want to be, God, but I so thank you that I'm not where I used to be, God. And I so thank you that I'm right where I am and you have me here. I'm exceedingly grateful. He says, my soul, I, I love them. I love what God has done for me and I'm grateful. 168, when, it's, when you see the word kept, uh, it means that he's, he's guarded it. Um, he, he, um, it. It means to guard um, it means to, also means to celebrate and to observe and to protect. So look at 168. I've, I've, I've celebrated, I've, I've guarded, um, I've observed, uh, and I've protected what? The precepts, the word, the plan, the prescription that you have for my life. So I've, I've, I've protected and guarded and observed and celebrated the plan that you have for my life and my testimonies. I, I can celebrate them now because God has me in a different place I have the peace of God, I have the contentment of God. It no longer haunts me. It's a celebration of what God has done. And right now where God has me, I'm guarding that. Right. I'm not going to let anything disrupt that. I'm guarding it. I'm embracing it. I'm protecting it. I'm celebrating it. Look at verse 168. I've kept your precepts and your ways and your testimony for all my ways. My journey, God, is, is right before you. God, you see you see everything that I'm doing. You see the road. The journey means the road, the distance, the manner, uh, the, 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 the journey, the path. God, you see all that. You've brought me from here. You have me here and you're taking me there. And God, you see all of it. That's why I can say in 168, I, I, I'm guarding it, God. Hey, guard the anointing on your life. Guard the plan that God has for your life. Uh, 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 Remember, people come into your life for two reasons to 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 push you further into the presence of God or to pull you further away from the presence of God. Guard the plan that God has for your life. Watch who you let to influence your life. Are they pushing you towards God or are pulling you away from God? David said, I'm guarding that. (laughs) And I remember where you brought me from and I see where I am now, Lord. And I'm going to guard the plan and the purpose and the set time that you have for my life. Then he cries out in verse 169, Lord, let my cry come near before you. O Lord, give me understanding. Lord, give me as I'm as I'm moving, as I'm falling in love with you, Lord. He says, give me understanding. Give me give me wisdom. Give me intelligence. Give me skill. Give me insight. Give me discretion. Give me discernment. And look what it is. According to your word, not according to the world. Make a note. It's according to the word, to the guaranteed word of God. I want wisdom and understanding according to the guarantee, not according to the world. Verse 170, he says, let my requests come before you and rescue me according to your word. God, save me, rescue me according to your word, not according to the world, but according to your guarantee. He's asking for wisdom. Pray for pray for wisdom. Pray for understanding according to God's word, not according to the world, not according to feelings and emotions and conspiracy theories, according to the guarantee. It doesn't matter if you if it comes from somewhere else because it's not guaranteed. It's only eventually it's only going to fade away. Our retirement account, eventually it's going to fade away. Our bank account is going to fade away. Eventually all the stuff that we have, it's going to fade away. Our relationships, unfortunately, they can't last forever because we're not forever. They're going to fade away. The only thing that's forever is God's word. That's why God give me wisdom according to your word. Deliver me, rescue me, save me. Yahshua, send Jesus Christ according to your word to deliver me. Now, let's go ahead and close this up, and then we'll take communion. Look at verse 173. I told you it was coming back to this. It says, Lord, let your hand help me. Let your strength surround me. Come on. The hand means strength and power and direction. Lord, let your, your strength, your power and direction surround me. Why? Look at this. Make a note for I have what? I have chosen the plan and the prescription that you have for my life. It comes down to a choice. Look, family, you can do what you want to do. You're free. God will not supersede your free will. You can do whatever you want to do. But look, don't ask God to help you as you're doing your own thing. Look at what David said. David has said, because I've made the choice to surrender your life surrender my life to you. Listen, family, David says, because I made the choice to surrender my life to you, let your hand strengthen, give me power and direction as you surround me. Look at, look at the cliche. uh, God helps those who help themselves. See, we can't live by cliches. Totally contradictory to scripture. God, God helps those. Look at 173. God helps those who have chosen to follow his word. (laughs) Make a note of it, here's the revelation, it's a choice. It comes down to a choice. In the book of Joshua, chapter 24, Joshua said, choose this day, choose this day who you will serve as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. David is telling us the same thing, God, I have chosen. And that choice, that word choice in the Hebrew, it means elect, select, and to join. Lord, I have elected your word. Oh, we got election coming up, right? Here we go. David is saying, God, you know who I'm voting for? I'm electing your word to lead my life. And because I'm electing and selecting and joining with your word, embracing the word of God, let your hand surround me and strengthen me as I live according to your word. God helps those who have chosen to follow his word. Put a star by it, put an exclamation behind it. And that's why David said, I hate the lies of the enemy because the enemy will try and tell you all other kind of stuff that you can do your own thing, live righty and God's with you. The word which is guaranteed says God helps those who have made the choice. And that's why when we stand before God, we will be without excuse because it's our choice to serve God or not, and God will not supersede your will. You make your choice, you live with it, you die with it, and you stand before God with it. But just know that the guarantee of the word is what lasts forever. So important. That's why Paul and Silas gave the jailer the word. They didn't give him emotions and feelings and conspiracy theories and suggestions and recommendations. They gave him the word. The word of God. And that's all I have to offer you is the word of God. Now, let's look at the word of God, the guarantee of the word of God as we transition to communion. First Corinthians eleven twenty-three. 23. Look at the guarantee we have with the word of God. It's all guaranteed from Genesis to Revelation. It's all guaranteed by God. The word of God. So we take communion. Think about it what God says and what he's guaranteed. Thank you, Lord, for your word, the guarantee of your word. There are so many benefits, so many benefits for those of us that choose to put our trust in the word of God, which is guaranteed. So if you would gather your communion sacraments, As we celebrate the, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We take communion. Why? Because the scripture says. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty 23, for I've received of the Lord that which also I've delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he said, break it. Let's pause right there. Let me say this for those of you that are visiting, of course, you can take communion with us. If you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, please take communion with us. If you haven't, then send me an email at life at southbayalc.com, and then I can tell you how to become saved so you can participate in communion. You don't have to be a member of South Bay Abundant Life Church. You just have to be someone who's asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. And please take communion with us because it's guaranteed to to it's guaranteed by the word of God and it's guaranteed by God. He says, do this in remembrance of me. And as we just read on the night in which Jesus Christ was betrayed, He was able to give thanks. He was with the circle within his inner circle and someone within his inner circle was going to betray. And Jesus is able to pray and give thanks. We have people who are having people who call themselves Christians who are having trouble praying for other people (laughs) because maybe they don't like them or maybe because of what they stand for. Here's the word of God. Jesus himself, which is which is our example, within his inner circle, he's going to be betrayed. And he was able to pray and give thanks. Family, this is our example. Jesus Christ is our example, not the world. As my my brother Jerry would say, we have to be practicing Christians. We practicing every day to be like Christ. We can't just be Christians in name alone. The word says pray for all those in authority. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use and persecute you. And then here's Jesus showing us the example, displaying the joy that on the same night in which he was betrayed, he knew he was going to be betrayed and arrested and subsequently uh, crucified. But he knew he was going to be resurrected because the guarantee of the word of God, regardless of what folks are doing, you and I as practicing Christians, as disciples of Christ, as believers of Christ. We have to pray for all those in authority and we have to pray for those that despitefully use and persecute us. And that's the word of God. That's the guarantee of God. And Jesus models that on the night in which he was betrayed, he gave thanks. Maybe you need to forgive someone. Before you take communion, Lord, you you, you have to ask the Lord to help you release them. Because it's not about you, it's about God. It's about the guarantee of God's word. And see, you're forfeiting your peace and your joy and your hope and your love because you're holding someone in prison within you and it's only eating you alive. That's why God said, put your life back in. That's why He told us to do communion. Get your life back in, in order. Get your priorities in order. It's not about you. It's not about what they did. It's about what Christ has already done for you. While we were yet sinners, you and I, we didn't care about God. Have you forgotten? We weren't born like this. And despite what the song says, we didn't wake up like this either. We were born into sin. And while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And that's why we should be able to forgive Pray for others because God. See, sometimes we forget what God has delivered us from and how God has saved us. And then we want to hold grudges against other people as if we had it all together. That's why God says do this in remembrance of me. Keep your life in biblical perspective. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he'll lift you up at the right time. We got to humble ourselves like that jailer and say, what must I do to be rescued? And then here we are taking communion, remembering what Christ did for us. Let me start over again. Verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Never forget that my body was broken and it hadn't been broken yet. He's telling my body's getting ready to be broken for you, beat and whipped. And here we are talking about we can't forgive somebody and we can't pray for somebody because of what they did for us or what they stand for. Are you serious? Do you remember what you stood for? And our sins nailed Christ to that cross as well. He died for us, too. (laughs) Our sins nailed him to the cross. Sometimes we forget. We overcomplicate this thing. Keep it simple. Elevate that which represents his body. Remember, he had to pay a physical price. When he resurrected, Thomas put his hands through through the nail prints, through the the, through the nail holes in his in his wrist, in his hands. And he said, my Lord and my God, you're not going to stand before God and tell God he doesn't understand what it's like to be betrayed or to be hurt or to be disrespected or spit on or slapped or uh, forsaken by family and friends. You're not going to point your finger in God's face and tell him anything. You're going to see those nail prints and you're going to say, my Lord and my God. You're not going to tell God anything and hopefully you're saved so he won't have to tell you depart from me. I never knew. I promise I don't know you. We got to humble ourselves. That's why I said do communion. We should do it as often as we can. We do it once a month. But you got to stay in the attitude praising God seven times a day. Don't forget what God has done for you. And don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Fall in love with God's word. He paid a physical price so we could be free. Go in and eat that, which represents his body. And then elevate that, which represents his blood that was shed. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup. And when he had drank, saying, this cup is a New Testament. Thank God for the New Testament. In my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26, look at this guarantee. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. What's the guarantee? Christ is coming back, guaranteed by God. Oh, I love you, Lord, for that. This is the guaranteed word. That's why we can rest at night. That's why we can be content, because all this stuff really doesn't mean anything. The only thing we take to heaven with us is other people. We got to be busy, right? especially right now with people searching. We found the buried treasure or it found us, but we have it. We have the solution. Share the word of God and pray for them. Plant water. You don't have to save anyone. God gives the increase. But share the treasure, the great treasure in God's word that's guaranteed by God. Say this is a new this is a New Testament. This is a covenant. The book of Leviticus, it tells it tells us plainly without the shedding of blood, there's no of forgiveness of sins. Now we have Christ, the Lamb of God. Once and for all died, once and for all resurrected for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Washed us because we were trying to get clean and dirty bath water. We were treading water in a sewer. And then the blood of Jesus Christ came and lifted us out. And where we're born and when we are born again, which means regenerated from above as we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're cleaned up and our sins are forgiven and we are reconnected to God. And that's why I said, don't ever forget that. Remember what Christ has done for us. And the guarantee is, thank you, Lord, he's coming back for us. So fall in love with God's word. Live for God. Stop listening to the lies of the, of the enemy. Get your rest at night because Jesus resurrected and he's coming back for us. It's in Jesus name, we say and we pray. Amen. Going to drink that which represents his blood. And and lastly, before we close out, I would just say this. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it's just as simple as saying, Lord, come into my life. Repeat these words, Lord, come into my life. Take over my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can live for you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for resurrecting that third day for me, Lord. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you so much that I can be born again. By receiving you into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior, I can be regenerated, renewed, and restored from above, from God. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can live for you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, send, please send me an email, life at southbayalc.com, so I can give you some information so you can understand what it means to be saved. What it means to fall in love with the word of God and then what it means to walk with God daily, to be obedient while you're waiting for the plan of God to be unfolded in your life. And then I want to remind you Bible study Wednesday night and we're just going to continue to dig in this treasure. We got the treasure right here. Come and join me as we dig through the treasure, the great treasure of God's word. as we live it. as we dig into it and then we share it. Um, And then uh, uh, last but but definitely not least, thank you again for your giving. Just so grateful and so thankful. We get a chance, the opportunity to share this word with the world uh, because of you. Um, And you you know how to give on your laptop, on the giving icon, your phone, or you mail a check to 3553 Atlantic Avenue Suite, B279, Long Beach, California, 90807. Made out to South Bay Abundant Life Church or SBALC. Uh, just, I, I'm, I'm full of God's word this morning. I shared the word with you. I hope you fall in love with the word. Get your rest and then share the word. We got the treasure. We got the, the, the he said it's, it's as, it's as beautiful as a buried treasure, a great treasure, and we share it. I'll say it again. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy. Fall in love with the word of God It's the only guarantee. only thing we have that's guaranteed in life is the word of God. Let's pray and dismiss. Lord, we thank you that you've come to give us life and that more abundantly. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Love you, family. I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night. I can't wait to share um, First Kings chapter four. Can't wait to share it with you and get your insights as well. So I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night. Uh, And then those of you uh, who I won't see Wednesday, I look forward to seeing you next week, Sunday. Uh, God bless you. I love you. Be strong in the Lord. Fall in love with the word of God and stop listening to the lies of the enemy. God's word is guaranteed. God bless you. I'll see you next week.